Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Worlds Collide, a wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to Worlds Collide with me, Zan Morning from Wrestling Trader. I almost, almost work for the wrong website here. Wrestling with Cards on YouTube. <laughs> and I'm Tony Vella with WrestlingTradingCards.com. Pretty YouTube. soon it's going to be pretty soon it's going to be Tony Vella with Wrestling with Cards and me with... <laughs> yeah, we'll just pass it. it it's all the yeah. same, man. As long as we're educating, that's all I care about. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what we're here to do is just yeah. educate and have fun. So today we're going to talk about modern wrestling cards, and there's a lot of different ways to go about this. So just to start things off, we've touched about this on few past episodes and a few other videos what's your just overall opinion of modern wrestling cards before we start breaking it down um i I like technology uh i like what they do with stuff i like i've always been a fan of uh, chrome and back when i used to collect star wars cards and you know other things besides wrestling i love the finest stuff so i'm so excited to see finest designs um i think overall most designs are pretty cool looking actually. I think, I mean, they're really cool. I mean, I, I interviewed uh, someone on, on, on my channel uh, that dropped this morning um, that, that does card designs and he's such a talented guy. There's like, there's guys like him out there making these things. These things are amazing looking. I think they look really cool. Leaf stuff, just honestly, I love the collection. I love it all it's like that. I'm just not sold hundred percent on that kind of design. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Leaf fan actually which is cool that we're going to have conflicting opinions on that. We'll get into that in a minute. So I'm also a fan of all of the shiny stuff, finest Chrome. I think WWE this year, and well, I guess it would be 2020, but they're coming out with a 2021 set for Chrome that I saw not too long ago. I think they're doing a really good job. We've got the fully loaded set supposed to be coming out, which is from what I've seen, all patches and autos, pieces of tables, pieces of like the, the little border thing, whatever that's called, that goes around the microphone. There's like pieces of that that are included. And of the, course, uh, what's the price point going to be on that? I can't find it anywhere because it was supposed to come out in 2020 and it got delayed. And that's, I, I, I've seen just a basics like sell sheet kind of thing, but no pricing. Uh, the big thing on that for me, once again, is the Vince McMahon on card autos that are going to be yeah. included in this, just like transcend it. Like uh, just kind of as a side note, personally, everybody wants to go after the Hogan, 82 all-stars i honestly think there's any of the vince mcmahon on card autos that we've seen in the past two years could eventually get to that i mean i'm looking at them a lot and i can't find them for under a thousand dollars raw yeah they're tough i I started looking at those too so i i mean i have a card not trading card related like that from the but from the raw deal game that i was fortunate enough to actually get him to sign one that's awesome but uh i have one uh i don't know if i want to part with it but (laughs) 
it's not an official yeah. card, but it's a trading card, you know, that I had done and it looks awesome. <laughs> so with the more modern stuff, I mean, we have our own opinions on modern wrestling and modern print runs, uh, stuff like that. So let's just, well, first off, I guess, how do you think that they differ from say, all right, so it's whether it's leaf, whether it's the indie sets, whether it's tops, Compare oh. those to say, like, what do you compare those to like 95 main event, 87 tops, the stuff that we grew up on? Well, uh, early, it depends on how modern you want to talk about. I mean, if you're just talking about the last few years, there's a lot of new stuff that they've done. So the designs on top stuff, I think overall generally is pretty cool. I'm not a big fan of some of the NXT action shot stuff they've done. Like the 2019 set wasn't very appealing to me. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Um, I, I just I thought the the card stock itself too was kind of a little weak. Um, I've heard that. I think the 2021 they put out is like that is a vast improvement. Um, uh, but a lot of times too, they put out uh, a lot of times they don't reinvent the wheel. So a mm-hmm. lot of modern day cards uh, don't differ a whole lot from the past. They borrow things by doing heritage sets and things like that. And a lot of these indie cards are borrowing stuff. They do like the PWG stuff uses like the championship marketing look and things like that. Yeah. So uh, they kind of, sometimes it ain't broke. Why fix it? And it's uh, people kind of like that nostalgia stuff. Like, Hey, I'm going to put a modern day star on some cool classic looking uh, design. Which that's something we'll touch on with the indie and the homemade sets. Uh, I guess comparing the, the two, I feel like there's a lot cooler chase cards. So, you know, we've touched personally and on our videos about how, what exact autos were in that 95 main event set? You know, what, what autos were in the 98 comic images? Some we know, some we don't. Well, pretty much with tops putting these out, like you know what you're getting, so you can try to chase those down and you know they're going to be legitimate. I can't wait till we start talking about those autographs. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of info and a lot of stuff to talk about those. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's going to be good. Uh, so, but I, I actually like modern wrestling cards more than I like the older wrestling cards, but my level of interest on the talent and then like, it's all again, nostalgia for me. So um, if I go out and like, I, I love Charlotte Flair and so I buy some of her cards, but then there's a lot of other like really good talent. I'll just use like, um, we'll say like Biggie and Kofi Kingston, like, sure. They're like good wrestlers, but I don't really care about their cards. And that doesn't make me want to go watch them wrestle We've talked in the last episode about how maybe the AEW cards that Upper Deck's going to put out may make me want to start watching them even more, which I already have been just on the rumor of the cards. We don't even have them yet. And I've started like my interest level in AEW's picked up. So maybe, and I'll tell you right now, Brian Cage, like that's, that's my guy. That guy is like, like more, even more jacked up Brock Lesnar. That's even more (laughs) athletic. I mean, this guy's nuts. It's funny but, uh, you say it like that, that. It makes you want to go and watch the product. It, it does remind me of like being a kid and having, yeah. my, ba- having my baseball cards and make me want to watch a game and pulling my baseball cards out and going, oh, the Angels are playing against the Yankees. So I, oh, Thurman Munson's up. I have his card. And, you know, kind of it kind of it's kind of that uh, feeling. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I did with uh, back in the day with wrestling cards, so all cards. And that's what modern sports cards. I'm I'm like such a big fan of like trying to tell people to look at wrestling cards through the sports card lens. You know, they attach themselves to a player because it's their favorite team and they believe in it. Well, maybe AEW is your favorite. So you attach with certain people within that organization. You want to keep supporting them, you know, at the pay-per-views, maybe it elevates their card uh, values or popularity, or maybe there's like a new 
on-demand print service. You know, we have the tops now. So there's just all different kinds of cool stuff that I think wrestling cards can lean into in the modern aspect that can still kind of bring you back the nostalgia or get you back into modern product. Uh, anything get, on that? We're going to get somebody in it for the first time. When I actually uh, spoke with about, I have a segment on my YouTube channel about uh, people who collect wrestling, but don't collect wrestling cards. <laughs> yes. Which and go I, back and check that out. Like <laughs> I watched that show for when I watched that video was up on your channel. I was like, nothing against that guy. I was just like, wow, I'm really surprised people do not know wrestling cards exist. Yeah. I mean, he's had a, a successful store now. It's been going on its seventh or eighth year now. And he didn't even know that cards even existed until he opened his store. And now, but, but since that episode, he has over 30 different Daniel Bryan cards he's gone out and collected now. <laughs> yeah, I got a hold of him instantly. I don't know if I told you this. I got a hold of him oh. instantly. I'm like, hey, I have a bunch of Daniel Bryan. Um, I will send them to you for just a you know not too much over the price of just shipping them to you. Mm-hmm. And he loved them. And I'm hoping that that got him started down the road. Of just, I think I think that know. you were the first person to reach out to me. I think it got him started just like that. So he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm collecting them all the time now. <laughs> I think like player collections or wrestler collections, whatever you want to call it. I think that's one of the easiest ways to get into wrestling like who do you like go for it you know and then just start tracking down all the rare stuff and putting that together but um it's you got anything else to touch on as far as like nostalgia you you, you tie that into modern wrestling cards like that um how does that really affect somebody who's getting into the hobby for the first time and going wow i can't get that one of one because i mean it's what i want that you start with you, you start with the base card just start with the base you think yep yep uh prime example that uh there's a guy that's awesome on instagram i communicate with him quite a bit at drake's pc he's a big sports card guy but he also understands wrestling and other aspects of the hobby i found out his i i want to say she's like four i mean i mean he's got a really young daughter and she watched him i don't know if it was a live break or he just opened some packs and or maybe no 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 maybe it was like uh, he got a rick flair 82 all-stars maybe something along those lines she saw him opening cards or getting cards and she started asking questions. Next thing I know, he mentioned something about how she was interested in women's wrestling. I just got a stack of women's wrestling cards. I pulled my listings down off eBay and just sent it to him. And she she was just, and I sent her like a relic and some parallels and rookie cards. So just nice, inexpen- inexpensive stuff to just kind of get her started. You know what I'm, I mean? And I'm, I think that's the perfect way to start. Doing that at home with my, my two-year-old, soon to be two-year-old. So he gets all my damaged cards that are damaged yep. because he's not old enough to really appreciate them. So that's, so he can do whatever he wants mm-hmm. them, but he loves to take them out of his little holder. It's like that, put them back in the holder, look at them. It's like that. Oh, so just kind of getting him used to handling cards. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, and we'll get into that. That's another episode we can do at another time. It's just how to, how to get started and where to go, but let's start off with tops. Tops has the exclusive rights to all the WWE cards. Uh, what do you think? Just overall. Oh boy, overproduced. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, which is not something that is technically new for them, uh, because uh, they just have too many. They overproduce a lot of stuff. They produce a lot of things, but it's that they have too many re- different releases. I think, and for me, like some of these, I think can be possibly combined. Like mm-hmm. uh, Tops Now is a great example of that. Why? I think they can just uh, take NXT and Road to WrestleMania and make those Tops Now type releases. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still seeing tops, uh, the raw set from two. In fact, just today while I was at the store, I saw raw 2000, I think it's 18 and the (laughs) 2018 road to WrestleMania blaster box is still on the shelf. 
but there was only there was some chrome and some finest left but you could tell people had purchased those these crates that had the raw and the road to wrestlemania they're still completely full no one's touched them wow wow i mean you could hit an auto in there but again you can go buy whatever auto you want on ebay for like 20 bucks right now out of that so sure that's the point yeah i get it i, I that's my, my top uh, big thing with tops is that i think it's really mass produced but that's always been the case with them even since the 70s really it has been i mean probably yeah. before then but um back then when they would dump product you'd find those boxes with the black mark across them you know that's dump product uh, I mean, Star Wars was dumped for crying out loud. I mean, there's a couple of boxes of some old, uh, there's some 87 or 85 and 87 tops up there with uh, boxes up on eBay. Yeah. That, you know. Have that black mark. Yeah. yeah. I, but then, um, too much. I think though, like, don't you, I, I, I don't, I don't know that I have numbers to back this up, but if you want to p- compare like 80, I think just wrestling in general, it's overproduced to us, but I think it's still underproduced in the grand scheme of things. Uh you got you got to produce tailored to your market, I guess. I mean, you're not gonna. And that, yeah, that's the thing that is still like hard for me to, like, I understand wrestling is not on the same page as baseball or basketball. No. But I still don't like. I just we've talked about how I don't understand how the fandom of wrestling fans. Like, I've always been into cards. Um, I'd rather have cards than t-shirts because t-shirts are gonna wear out. They can't. They have really. I guess if you hang on to them long enough, they have some resale value, but. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it all has collectability in some way, shape, or form. I mean, there's guys who collect T-shirts; they never wear them. It's just like guys in sports yeah, who, collect, who collect jerseys. Um, it's just trading cards as a whole, and I think in every genre. Maybe I'm wrong, but in my experience, I think in every genre of whatever it is that you collect in a trading card format, whether it be sports, whether it be wrestling, non-sports, porn—I don't care what it is—because <laughs> they make those cards. I think it's the least common collectible of everything. People collect jerseys, they collect actual memorabilia, they collect magazines, they collect action figures. A trading card somehow always seems to fall on the bottom. And I least think collectible now, and it seems to be some of the most valuable. Correct, like, which is weird. So, but I think, yeah. I think this last year plus, you know, since COVID hit, I think this last year plus, I think uh, people are really starting to, I think truly starting to find the value in these things now that these things actually hold some really good value. So I'm liking seeing people come into the hobby and getting into it like that. And if it's the modern stuff they want to get into, great. The modern stuff could be a gateway to like the old stuff too. Right. And the modern stuff you can still find on the shelves, as opposed to if you're a sports fan, you can't hardly find any of that stuff right now. In fact, and a lot of Pokemon is even flying off the shelf. So you pretty much have wrestling. So why not? Now, we also have modern stuff like Leaf. Um, yeah. Where, where, if I'm a collector, I can't find that at Target and Walmart. Yeah. And are we gonna? Let's just go ahead and jump into. Le- well, I'll go back to Tops for a minute. Um, what's your favorite set? Like, what's the favorite thing you've seen Tops put up? Recently or all or at all time? No, just I mean, recently. Um, just recently, I really like the, the Chrome and Finest. Yep. Same Chrome I, and Finest. I, I, I liked I, it better than Undisputed too. And, and and for me to even, I haven't even held a finest card in my hand yet, just from the images I've seen online, but I cracked a box of Chrome and uh, granted I wasn't the best box break on the planet. I still really appreciate it because they're really beautiful looking cards. Yep. Yeah. All the colors and shininess and the autographs look really cool. And then and if I had to do parallels, that's kind of the way you want to do parallels. I know mm-hmm. there's a couple of guys that want me to talk about doing a release breakdown on the YouTube channel talking about uh, the 2010 Platinum because they had really beautiful yeah. parallels that really popped. When you do them yep. that way, 
totally get it. Totally get it. And I and a little bit of a side note. I understand why it seems like wrestling fans more than anybody that collect cards are completists. We've talked about that. They want to complete sets. So if you're dealing with parallels, it's just a headache to deal with. I, on the other hand, don't want anything to do with base cards. I want parallels. I want them <laughs> as little production as possible because that's where the money is. And yep. a lot of this stuff I buy for personal collection, but I also like to flip the stuff to buy the bigger stuff. And I think it's just easier to park your money on something that there's only 25 made of as opposed to an uh, entire base set. I'm with you, though. Uh, Chrome and Finest are my favorite sets. I really like Transcendent, but it's just out of almost everyone's price range. Do you like Transcendent from what you've seen? From what I've seen, I, I agree with you. From what I've seen, it looks like a beautiful product. I've never held it in my hand or any card in my hand from Transcendent. But, um, yeah, it's way out of my price range. I, I, I really like to know when that product was actually put together or the thought process in that, who was our target demographic? <laughs> I think I heard, it may have been on your show. I can't remember. I heard somebody say that like one of the big hits in those, uh, in those hobby boxes were tickets to WrestleMania and it was, they got, it ended up getting canceled. So like you couldn't do it anyway. Yeah. And it wasn't their first, this is only their second year they've done it, right? This, this is year. the second year. Mm -hmm. The first year, didn't it come in a money in the bank briefcase? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah which is kind of cool, but it ain't worth twelve, fourteen thousand dollars <laughs> No. Yeah. Even like if you were going to, uh, I looked at doing a couple of buy-ins for box breaks on those. And I was like, I just, you know, the fact of, you know, even a couple hundred dollars for a spot in one of those breaks, like I can just go buy like a PSA authenticated Hogan tops 85 autograph card for that same price. So why would I not yeah. want to go do that? But all right, let's move on to Leaf. I'll let you uh, start off with that one since you have. <laughs> I'm on the fence with them. I, 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 I don't know Brian personally. I've met him at several uh, events. I've done a lot of uh, sit downs with the talent to get those stickers signed for that product. Uh, I, I did the sit down with Jericho. Well, I got that deal done. I sat down with Demolition. I sat down with, I sat down with a lot of different guys to get those done. done. And they're, don't get me wrong. I like them. I think they're nice cards. I'm not 100% sold on the design, and I know why they do the design. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a it's a great selection. They have an amazing selection of current talent, past talent, overseas talent. It's just uh, I, I love that variety in that. Yeah, me too. Um, I think in the past some of the styles. Well, first off, let me backtrack. Once again, I like leaf in general on their wrestling because once again it's all super limited yeah like eat like you know when your entire your entire card set is nothing but autos parallels and serial numbered cards like that's i mean yeah you're gonna pay more and you get less in a box but you're it's it seems like a safer place to put your money uh the earlier on cards i thought the artwork was like eh. But the 2020 ones, for some reason, I'm really digging them. Have you checked out I've many of those? I've seen those, and it's a vast improvement over their first ones they put out. Because that's the, those first ones they put out were the ones I worked on with <laughs> getting the stickers oh, done. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I, I wasn't sure if you had done some of the more. Uh, I haven't, again, someone who's getting back into it after so many years of being out of it, I haven't collected any of that. I actually have a few unsigned ones that I've gotten from people I sat with. <laughs> so oh, that's I have, cool. Like, I have a couple of different, uh, the two different variants of Scott Steiner. I have a couple of the demolition ones. I have anybody I sat down with and just went through to verify, you know, and sign off on that paperwork that I verified it. Um, uh, I have unsigned ones of those. <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah, the 2020 set, I think, is a lot better. 
Uh, it actually has one of my favorite Ric Flair cards. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, it was one of my top five cards. I did a video of my top five cards of 2020 and it was on there. I forget the, it was like defiance or something like that, but it's got Ric Flair on it. And there's like several parallels, like one of one, two of two, five of five, you know, very small amounts. Yeah. And it's like a clear card with him standing like this. And it <laughs> looks like he's yelling right at you from the, from the, uh, I haven't seen that like, actually. Yeah, it, it takes me right back to watching like Jim Crockett promotions 1986. Like nice. it's just him screaming at you with that hair and the glasses and everything. And once again, that's what this is all about. And is like how is, sending how you is back. that? How's 2020 holding in value? For that, for that those uh, again, those uh, lower like if it's 10 or less on the print runs, even guys like uh, I'll use Goldberg like over a hundred dollars for like okay. a out of out of 10. You know, that's do, one thing do I you saw. Find- uh, with this modern stuff and the way they print it out so much and every release has a one of one of this person, a one of 10 of this person, a one of, you know, X and they each release, they put them out. Do you find that, are these going to go up in value at all? Yes. Um, there are people that like, uh, let's see, what was it? It was finest actually. Uh, I saw a guy, I can't remember who it was, but he put out several tweets. He's like, Hey, if you have these super refractor one of ones, get a hold of me. I'm buying all of them. So I'm nice. like, okay. okay. Yeah. He, like he, he didn't even like, see like me, I would only want certain people that I would be a fan of buying the super fractors for either personal collection purposes or to flip. Yeah. He's like, no, I want all of them. I, like, even them like, I control the market. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think all, now you do get into the like printing plates. Like I like them, but you have multiple one of one printing plates to make up the color for the base card. It's always four. Yeah. So maybe, I don't, I don't know. It's always interesting, but still it like hypothetically a printing plate, it goes for $50. Let's just say, Man, what do I, you think the, what do you think the base card would go for? Like a, not even a dollar possibly? Not even a dollar. Yeah. So that's why I, mean, I, I mean, don't... You're, you're taking the base cards. I mean, when I had a booth at Frankenstein collectible show in California, that'd be something that'd be easy for me to put in my booth. I'd put a, a little display with like the, like a card sorter and put all my, my favorite stars, the best stars up there and put various mm-hmm. cards up there. And, you know, dollar, dollar, a dollar a piece, you know, six for $5, something like that kind of thing. And that would be a nice little way to recoup my money on the investment. I put in that products like that while I'm selling base sets and then, you know, the higher end stuff that I pulled, but yeah, online, you'd like to get 99 cents. Yeah. And I think, um, base, set, base cards still have a place in the hobby, whether you're sure. a set collector or whether you're just getting into cards, like, um, when I was oh, oh, and even some of the old stuff, like 85, 87 tops, 98 or 88 Wonderama, like all there are, are base cards and like error or variant cards. Mm-hmm. So just depends on what you're collecting. And some guys like, uh, on a little side note for that, I had a guy, when I had a booth there at Frankenstein's that bought, I gave him two complete sets of championship clash. Oh yeah. And what he did, he was an artist. He would take a razor blade on the one card and then cut out one of the sets cut things out of it and then make it into a 3d card layer on top of the other card so he made me a whole 80 card set of of championship clash all done in 3d (laughs) that's uh actually that's something that's picked up too is in i've I've actually seen a lot of uh wrestling melded with modern sports cards where they kind of do card art and cutting pieces out which we'll get into that in a minute but i guess uh if you don't do you got anything else on leaf before we move on no i mean leaf is uh I, I should get more into it now, I guess, and go after some things that I might be interested in. But um, I don't know. I, I like them. I, I, I do like them. 
Yeah, I like, I, I, like, I like the selection they have of current and legends like that. You know, I like it. I think it's a great selection of current indie guys that don't have big deals, don't have cards with AEW yet, and they're not on a not on the WWE roster. Yeah, like uh, Brian Pillman Jr. That's a prime example that just comes to mind right off the bat. If you're a big fan of him and you want to support his indie work, and there's kind of your representation of that. But I like the fact that they put out a set that's just all autos and all numbered cards, no matter what, like your, your base set is all autographs. Like that's just super awesome to me. And I know it costs more and they're, you know, people, it might not be as readily available, but it just seems like surprisingly costs less. Yeah. 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 That's, that's true. Cause the money I learned a long time ago from the guys at comic images when they had the license, that was my, I was really deep with those guys. And uh, I come to find out that they spent most of their man hours, when you start breaking down a release, most of the man hours and time spent and going back and forth with them, WWF, was always about base set cards. Yeah, you're paying talent to sign cards. There's that fee as well. But the time when you start adding it all up, the real investment was making base cards of getting the designs right, getting it approved by the company, airbrushing out Levi's off the pants, airbrushing that Coke can out of the thing. All that stuff had to be put into play to make a base set card. And I actually think that's a perfect transition to our next topic, which is going to be interesting. We're going to do a whole another episode that kind of goes into this, but Tony, I will turn it over to you with (laughs) indie and homemade sets. We were talking about technology earlier. Well, here's where it kind of takes a turn. Yeah, technology has made things um, quite interesting nowadays when it comes to the hobby, I think, both good and bad. Um, you know, good because, you know, as myself, I've got my own trading card coming out here pretty soon with the, you know, the Kevin Nash card, you know, which you can uh, still get as of this time at wrestlingtradingcards.com. Yep. You sure can. Uh, it's a limited uh, amount left, but, um, it's a good and bad thing. Um, it's good because I like it from the indie standpoint. It's a really cheap marketing ploy for indie companies to get their talent over or make them their promotion over. And it's not because we live in a world now with the internet and having eBay and other places you can sell things. I don't have to be in Indiana to go and meet some sort of, uh, you know, wrestling show there. Uh, I can get it online. Like there's a trading card set from some indie place in Indiana, uh, you know, Indiana. Um, it makes it easy that way. I like that. What bothers me is homemade cards and getting away from touching people's IP rights. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll touch on the indie stuff real quick. Uh, some of my favorite ones I've seen come out, the Joey Janela spring break ones. I don't know nice if you've seen those. Set. Love it. Uh, the uh, Game Changer Wrestling has put out several sets. Uh, the AEW, well, it's not actually labeled as AEW, but it's all in the first, the very first show. Mm-hmm. Uh, those sets were cool. And they were, uh, they were kind of original designs uh, for the most part. But then there's other ones that are just blatantly ripping off like, 86 Fleer basketball or 91 oh. championship marketing with the yeah. Bola uh, PWG set. And oh, they also my, did, they, they took the Impel set too and did that as well. The, yeah. Yeah. Those, that's another one. And my problem with that is it's cool to see that, but it's also going to confuse collectors who don't know any better. If they're just getting back into the hobby, but they're a modern wrestling fan, you know, they could pay whatever price they could. And I know it's like, free market capitalism, all that stuff. Sure. You can do what you want, but like, I, I don't know. I just think education is the most important thing we can do for this section. 
I, I agree with you. I, I had an interesting conversation with, uh, with uh, a card designer. I just dropped that episode today, as a matter of fact. And we talked about, um, you know, there's the creator of something. Then you have the second party. There's a third party. What happens to the fourth party person, though? So yeah. if, if I'm taking a, a product and taking an image like that, I make a trading card out of it and I turn around and I give it away, like that first PWG card set that came out, he made them and gave them away. He gave them away. He didn't charge anything for them. But then those guys who got them at the event turn around and put them on eBay. Now they're making money. Right. So, I mean, where is the line get drawn there? It's like that. And again, we have a whole different uh, show, I'm sure, plan about that. But uh, it's just, I guess we make them till they get caught. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, and I think you can you can do a little bit more from a I guess fan and buyer perspective. It could be a little bit safer to buy indie stars because chances are it's it's a legitimate thing, even if they're ripping off designs that me and you are not a fan of. Like I like original designs a lot more, but I think if you're doing that as a fan, you're like, oh well, they're not signed to WWE, they're not signed to AEW. Or maybe they are, but they have this other card that was before their time. Like, that's cool. I want to own that. If it's $100, it's $100. Yeah. But um, I think, and we'll save this for our counterfeit episode, but I think that's where you're going to get into the real problem with uh, spending money on essentially fakes. And these aren't really fakes. They're just, there's a lot of like IP property issues with those. Correct. That's what it ends up being is, is that all about that. When you start making a, if you're a promoter and you're out there trying to put your talent over and want to get yourself known as a promoter or that promotion, um, yeah, trading cards is a great, cheap, affordable way to do it. Um, and you can raise money for your organization, I guess, and make people know who you are. But um, when you start using, and I don't, I don't mind even them using old designs too. I think it's a nice, right. um, I think it's flattering. It's a nice compliment to like, hey, that's pretty cool. I'm going to make something like that because I like that design. Right. Uh, but when you start getting into um, taking someone who is, say, that image is owned by WWE from their video library or something like that, and then making a, into a cards, like, that's a great, I mean, it's a huge gray area there now. And as somebody who knows from the raw deal side, you know, with a little bit about C&Ds, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's just, you're walking a really fine line there. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's important that collectors do their homework to find out, is this a legit card set? Uh, did it really come from the promotion? Did someone print it at home on their copier on their, on their printing that's, machine? Yeah. And that, that's, that's a big thing too. Like, um, you know, like I kind of touched on a few different topics here. I don't really like base cards as I was saying, but if I know that there is an indie set out, I'm probably going to buy it if there's someone in there I'm interested in, because even though it might be just a plain card, no autograph, no number, no nothing, there's a chance there's a pretty good chance. There's not hardly any of those out there. And a prime example of that, and I'm going to shout out Chuckster here. He DM'd me about this information. I guess there was only like, it was like the mid to high two hundreds made of the NWA power. Just, just going to mention one. that too. It's 260. Yeah. Sets. That's nothing. Yeah. Like that's, that's next to That's as good as having numbered parallels or whatever, because there's yeah. just such a limited number of them. And those were very professionally done. I did a box break video on my channel covering that they had the plastic seal. So, you know, if you're getting it, it's not been tampered with, it's not mm -hmm. opened. And a lot of these others, they're just kind of sold as singles or they're sold kind of loose in a box. So there's, you just got to be very careful when you're looking at these. I see pros and cons to both sides. I, I, and I talked about it with Chuckster again, a shout out to him. And uh, that's kind of his focus. 
uh, him and Paul from uh, Wrestling Price Guide. Uh, some of their focus, uh, their main focus, is just collecting independent stuff because there's so much of it out there. And it's not just modern stuff either. There's a lot of old independent stuff that came out years ago, even in the 90s. Um, yeah, the one that I've kind of had my eye on that I can't ever find, and I've I've never even seen it. I I know I've seen all the cards, but I can't. Actually, there's two, um, and one of them kind of ties into what we're talking about using IPs that you're not supposed to. Uh, the first one is at uh, Mid South, ninety ninety-three. Yeah, Untouchables. Was, yep, that's it. Yeah, there's that, that one. <laughs> those are those are super cool cards. The other one is I know I've hounded you about this one is the Japanese ECW like nine yeah, card set. I got I got that one. <laughs> just the one <laughs> like, Rob Van Dam. There is just uh, Raven. There's just no information about those out there, but we know they exist. And it, well, it's... I hope to have some information for you next week about those. That's all I'm yeah. going to say about my guest. <laughs> yep, we won't say anything. <laughs> And again, uh, we're not going to say anything now, even if you're listening to this two years from now, you can go back and find <laughs> out what surprise guest we were talking yeah. about. But yeah, uh, what else do you want to touch on the, on the indie set? And um, just, I any... mean, uh, if you tie it all together, it's like that with indie flare, I mean, uh, leaf and, and, and tops. I mean, um, those are your main things right there, I guess. I like the indie stuff myself. It's easy to complete. That's what I was going to talk about with Paul and, and Chuck's a little bit is that um, they're after those because they can complete it. It's a buy it, you're done. I don't have to go about chasing anything else. You're out, it's done. So I get that. And I, and I like that. Um, and with the market, the industry, I guess, wrestling as a whole, uh, people are getting called up all the time, getting plucked from here and mm -hmm. put in development over here. So you just never know if you're buying some set that contains the next big star. I mean, they just never know. So there's that kind of collectability to it, I guess, too. Yeah, my thing with that is I think the promotions need to do a better job at their production runs and promotion of the cards like um i'll go back to nwa power uh, i did not see hardly any promotion for these cards maybe like one or two commercials maybe like one or two social media posts and then trying to find out where these print runs came from like nobody could tell me anything no i tried to reach out to some people i didn't get any answers thanks to chuckster for getting that information we always can count on him apparently but uh it's, I just think the, the companies need to do a better job on promotion, print runs, because I, even if I see that, hey, you know, we're only going to do 100 of this set, even if I'm not as interested in the promotion, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to pick it up just because of how limited it is. And then it might make me then a fan of that promotion. And, and, they're, and they're so reasonably, they're so affordable. And so it's right, like, yeah. I, I can throw, you know, 15, 30 bucks, whatever it's going to be. It's, it's really never more than 30 bucks, I think. Uh, right. when it first comes out and it's like, okay, it's a small investment. Either I get my money back on it eventually someday when I want to get rid of it because there's nothing in it I like anymore or you get some big star in there. You never know. Yeah. And, uh, you can, well, we have to rely on your website, wrestlingtradingcards.com <laughs> to get these slabbed, but I've actually seen some of the all in cards. I've seen some of the Joey Janela spring break cards in slabbed and they grade them just like they would any other cards and they look fantastic. So are they autographed? Not, uh, no, not the ones I've seen, yeah. but that's another thing. If you get them autographed, they'll authenticate it, put it Correct. in a slab and yep. you're good to go. So, I mean, there's like the, the indie cards that are legitimately put out by the independent federations or like high spots or something. Uh, I think those are fantastic. I like those better than the, I don't from a, um, design standpoint i like the look of the tops stuff with chrome and finest but from an overall collectability standpoint i like the indie stuff better if there's people in there that i'm into 
are you going after a lot of indie stuff? Uh, definitely. I ordered, uh, when the NWA announced it, I was like, I've got to have at least, I think I ordered three sets. I broke one. I've got two sealed and, uh, Nick Aldis and Zicky Dice were the two guys. I was like, I got to have their cards. It's the first Zicky Dice card that I know of. Uh, some people, unless you keep up with NWA or Indies, like might not know him as well, but is then it, there's is that stuff sold out. Uh, the NWA. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. They only had them for like, um, they, they would do as many print runs. It was like print to order, okay. but they only did it for like three weeks. And then once that was up, they're done. They're not done. And I was like, it was super easy to go onto their website, order them. Didn't have any issues. I just wish they would have supplied the print run after the fact. Oh, I wish I would have bought, I got them, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, I did miss out on, um, I've seen some of the game changer wrestling and Joey Janela stuff. There were times where I saw that stuff on eBay for really cheap. And I was like, man, I really want to get this. But like, I was also looking at a lot that had like, you know, four of the comic images rock cards in it. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I get those graded, that's probably going to be a better investment. And yeah. like, I wasn't so much of a fandom of either one. I just had to go where the market was going to dictate, you know what I mean? But, but who yeah. knows, like uh, ten, 10 years from now, maybe that uh, spring break set or game changer wrestling, whatever is like the new 82 all-stars because it was such limited print. Highly unlikely, sir. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Highly I'm always, unlikely. I'm always trying to think outside the box on yeah. all this market stuff and you never know where it can take us. Uh, are you going to be buying any new stuff like uh, coming out at all? You, you, you don't buy any boxes anyways like that. So it's very I rare buy to buy a box. I buy boxes, but I don't break them. I'll keep them sealed and then flip them later or just keep them sealed because it looks cool. Cause it reminds me like I'm in a local card shop myself. I've done a couple of box breaks. You can go check those out all on my channel, but I'm mainly into singles because so much of the modern wrestling stars, uh, even AEW, like there are just so many modern stars that like they're talented, they're awesome, but they're, I don't know, like I don't necessarily want to collect them. Now that could change, but like for the recent release of Chrome and Finest, I was main, I was all in on Undertaker and The Rock because I know their cards sell yep. and I was looking at refractors, X fractors, parallels, you know, numbered cards, all that good stuff. So that's what I was looking at in the new ones. But then I like, and I've been kind of looking at the Charlotte ones just because they're so cheap and I, I like Charlotte, but yeah, then there's, too. there's other like um, street profits or like heavy machinery or I, I like Becky Lynch, but even Becky Lynch, like I've just, I don't collect her. So I don't go after it. So I like to buy sealed product and sit on it, flip it, keep it because it looks cool. Because I mean, look now, if you have a sealed box of like 88 Wonderama, like how cool does that look just sitting uh, there? Don't even talk to me about that. <laughs> I, I had a box. <laughs> I had a box forever and a half. And I just, uh, you know, different times of your life, man. got to get rid of stuff sometimes. Yep. Yeah. That's another topic for another show too, yep. is uh, when to let go because it's tough sometimes collecting. It is. You know, life dictates what you have to keep and what you can't keep. Absolutely. <laughs> Anything else on the modern cards before we get out of here? Nah, that's pretty much good. Yeah. I just got to say, like, if you are into any of this stuff, just give it a shot, whether, no matter what it is. Um, everybody likes different things. Everybody likes to buy at different price points and kind of whether you want to invest or set collect, there's so many ways to do it, but there's a there's lot no of wrong, wrestling cards. No wrong way to collect, man. Nope, there's not. And there's a ton of wrestling cards out there and that's, what we're here to do is educate you on them, hopefully steer you in the right direction of what you want to collect and what you want, where you want to put your money. So Absolutely. until, until next time I'm Zan, that's I'm Tony. 
Yeah. Tony, tell them where they can check you out at. They can check me out all over the place. Just go, just search wrestlingtradingcards.com. That's all I have to do. Everything is there. <laughs> you can check me out at eBay as I'm scrolling. Through. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> wrestling with cards on YouTube and just at Zane Morning all over social media. Until next episode, thanks for listening. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. See you later.